in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God. And today's scripture reading will come from the Old Testament, from the book of Judges, chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. Uh, la escritura de hoy viene del libro de jueces, capítulo 5, versículos 1 al 9. I'll be reading in English, um, but you can follow along in Spanish or your heart language as well. Um, and we'll be looking at the Song of Deborah in uh, Judges 5, 1 to 9. But then we'll also be looking at some Psalms as well as we're concluding this series of teaching in the Songs of the Bible that we've been in throughout the entire uh, month of June as well. So let's go ahead and, and turn there. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Judges chapter 5, verses 1 to 9. Or you can follow along and hear God's word out loud or on the projector screen as well. And I'll go ahead and open us up with this word. Let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the book that we love, from the word of God. Judges chapter 5, beginning at verse 1. On that day... Deborah and Barak, son of Abinoam, sang this song. When the princes in Israel take the lead, when the people willingly offer themselves, praise the Lord. Hear this, you kings. Listen, you rulers. I, even I, will sing to the Lord. I will praise the Lord, the God of Israel, in song. When you, Lord, went out from Seir, when you marched from the land of Edom, the earth shook, the heavens poured, the clouds poured down water, the mountains quaked before the Lord, the one of Sinai, before the Lord, the God of Israel, in the days of Shamgar, son of Anath, in the days of Jael, the highways were abandoned, travelers took to winding paths, villagers in Israel would not fight. They held back until I, Deborah, arose. Until I arose, a mother in Israel. Verse 8, God chose new leaders when war came to the city gates, but not a shield or spear was seen among 40,000 in Israel. My heart is with Israel's princes, with the willing volunteers among the people. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that you are the one that shields us, that guards us, that protects us, Lord. And I just pray that this morning, this song of Deborah can be our song as well, Lord, a song of victory. Knowing, Lord, that even when the odds seem fully against us, Lord, you make a way. Even when we don't have the resources, when we don't have the ability, Lord, you have the victory. God, we know that you are with us, and that's all we need, because you are enough. You are for us, God. You are ahead of us in this journey. Today, Lord, would you be our light? Would you guide us, God, in whatever season we find ourselves today? Whether we feel like we're in the wilderness or we're being liberated, Lord, just like in the Exodus, or whether we are singing, Lord, needing your confidence because we're in a place of insecurity. 
or we need your victory or needing your victory, Lord, because we're in the midst of a battle right now, whether it's mental or emotional or spiritual or physical, Lord. Guide us, Lord. Guide us in whatever season we find ourselves. And part of the lesson that we've been learning together, Lord, in the month of June is that we can sing these songs of hope and deliverance in every season, Lord. Take us to you. May you, Lord, be our strength. May you be our assurance, our confidence, our shield, the weapon that we need, Lord. We love you, Lord, and we pray all of this in the faithful name of Jesus. Amen. So today we're continuing, and we're actually going to be concluding this series on the songs of the Bible. We've changed up the rhythm um, throughout the month of June, and we're going to be doing the same in July, where in June we've been focusing on the songs of the Bible. And then in July, we're going to be having a whole new series of teaching that I'm very excited about. It's going to be called Voices Among Us, where we're going to be hearing testimonies of hope in Christ and hope for our church from the people in our church. So I'm really excited for that throughout the whole month of July, just to be able to hear different voices from our leaders, from those that are, are serving in different areas, just being able to hear about the hope that we have in Christ together. And that's going to be throughout the entire month of July, because throughout the summer, we change things up a little bit, where we go beyond just listening to and responding to the word of God, but together we actually edify and sharpen one another by engaging the word of God together. And we, we, as I mentioned, through June, we've been in this series called Songs of the Bible, where we've learned about um, the different songs that have given God's people uh, hope and have given God's people um, a sense of courage, a sense of confidence and freedom. Um, and these are songs that can be sung in every single season of our lives. We started this series back in the beginning of June where we looked at the very first song in the entire Bible. That's not even found in the Psalms. It's found in the book of Exodus. In Exodus 15, the song of Moses and Miriam or the song of the seas, the song that split the seas. We were reminded there that even in those seasons where we feel like we're completely surrounded, completely locked in, just as the Israelites were in that moment where all they saw was the Red Sea in front of them and the, the uh, Pharaoh's army right behind them, that we can sing songs that split the seas. Songs to a God who always makes a way, who does extraordinary things with ordinary people like you and me. Then we also learned about songs in the wilderness, songs that we can sing in a physical wilderness, but also in mental and spiritual wilderness where we're just going in circles over and over again. And we talked about how in Numbers 21, 17 to 18, there was that song that God's people sang in the wilderness, in the midst of uncertainty, in the midst of no clarity, in the midst of not having answers to their questions. We can still sing and God will make a way. Last week, we talked about the songs of confidence or the song of Joshua and Moses in Deuteronomy 32, where God's people, the Israelites, um, had, after being in the desert for 40 years, they were now ready to enter into the promised land, and they were still insecure. They were still scared to be able to do so. 
But in order to gain that confidence, what they did is they sang. They sang songs of confidence to align their hearts and their minds with the heart and mind of God. And they also lived out this call of Shema, which we talked about last week, the Shema prayer, right? Um, Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one, and you will love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And Shema is really the connection between listening and obeying. Through listening and obedience, that is how we actually build up confidence in whatever season that we may be in, and confidence in our deliverer, confidence that God will be our provider, God and God alone. So today, we're just really reviewing a bit of what we've learned in this last month together on the Songs of the Bible, and the good news is that if you missed any of that, you can go back to the, our YouTube channel or our social media platforms or on podcasts, on Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, look up Imago Church and you can catch up on all of those sermons um, on your commute or during this week at any point. So um, you can go back and uh, listen to and reflect on what we've been learning together as a church uh, this month. But in addition to reviewing um, what we've learned, we're, we're going to be paying close attention to this song in Judges 5 the song of Deborah, or the song of Deborah and Barak. This is a song of victory that we read in Judges 5. Because what happens after um, God's people finally arrive into the promised land is things are still pretty messy. They, they don't really have a leader. They don't really have a king. Uh, Joshua enters in as the leader, but then there are different regions, different tribes. And so what they do is they start to organize themselves and um, God assigns judges for their people, which are really like tribal chiefs or tribal leaders to be able to serve in leading God's people in those different groups, in those different regions as well. And one of the leaders that God raises up during that time is Deborah. Deborah is one of the judges, one of the leaders of God's people in that time. And that was a very difficult time. And I'll just give you a heads up. Um, if you ever read through the book of Judges, it, it's, it's not for the faint-hearted. It, it, it is a very messy book. The book of Judges really shows us the extent of the human condition, of how challenging this, it can be, how messy it can be. It talks about conflict. It talks about rivalries. It talks about people wanting to take the place of God instead of letting God be God. So in the book of Judges, we see all kinds of messiness. We see things that we'd rather look away from or not want to see. But in the book of Judges, we see the depth of the brokenness of humanity. In Judges, there is a lot of violence, a lot of intensity, some of the things that you can't even believe that's actually in the Bible. But what we see in Judges is that God is willing to enter into the mess, to enter into the mess of our story, of the human story. We see that God actually <clears throat> embraces that mess. He embraces the battles and he still walks alongside us and, and makes a way. Again, fighting from a place of victory. So just here in, the, in a little bit of background on um, 
the song of Deborah and Barak. And I wish we had more time. I would love to do a very long teaching on just uh, Deborah and the judges as well. Uh, and this is also where we read about Samson and Gideon, right, in the book of Judges. But for today, we'll just do this brief introduction, and hopefully we can come back to it at another point this summer or in the year. But in Judges 5, again, this is a song of victory. This is a song that God's people sing for victory um, in the midst of battle after battle, in the midst of just confusion, in the midst of feeling like life is feeling just like one mountain after another mountain after another. But yet they sing these songs of victory. And that's what the song of Deborah is, another song of victory. It's one of the oldest passages in the Bible where Deborah, this prophetess, this leader, this judge that God has raised up to lead this group of Israelites and, and to lead them actually in a very intense battle. Both Deborah and this military leader, Barak, they, they lead together in this intense battle against this uh, Canaanite overlord. Like, believe it, all, believe it or not, all of that is in the Bible, this intense like military challenge that was happening with this overlord with very well-armed forces. And Deborah and her field officer, Barak, they meet this enemy commander. His name is Sisera. And yeah, he, he would be like what you would think of as a warlord, someone that is just interested in destroying and has no mercy, no compassion whatsoever on, on the battlefield. But then what happens is that Barak, um, again, through the power of God, Barak and Deborah are able to overcome Sisera's forces. But Sisera himself, this warlord, this commander, he escapes on foot. He doesn't go too far. Sisera then takes a nap in a local woman's tent, and that woman, she actually defeats him in a pretty intense way. And again, I love those examples in the Bible, how God uses the most unlikely people to achieve his purposes. How God is able to use ordinary people, this nameless woman, to be able to defeat this warlord for his purposes. And she actually defeats him in a pretty gruesome way that I'm not even going to talk about here. Yeah, the Bible goes there, believe me. So you can go ahead and read that on your own in Judges uh, 5 and 6. But the battle is then won. And so then Deborah and Barak, they write this song of praise to God, rejoicing over God's deliverance, how God has made a way. And they also sing this battle rejoicing in the victory of God, but then in the people of God in you and I as we go through battle after battle together. It's, uh, they sing this in, in a section in Judges five and, uh, 4 and 5. They say, Thus, Lord, let all of your enemies perish, O Lord, but let those who love you be like the rising of the sun in its might. So after the battle has been fought and the battle has been won, Barak and Deborah, they sing this song of victory. They battle, they find victory, and they rest. Just like us in this life. I know some of you have experienced that, and maybe this past year, these past two years, have felt like that for you. Battle after battle after battle. The song of Deborah is a song of victory that reminds us of this rhythm that God invites us into. Battle finding victory, 
and finding rest. And perhaps now it's time for you to be able to sing this song and find that rest. Yes, there will be more battles, but the victory is already won. We can find that rest in him. God will be faithful. Rather than than giving up hope, may we sing songs of victory. One of my favorite definitions of what faith is, and this is what Deborah and Barak were doing in Judges 5. They were singing songs from victory because faith is living out today what you will only experience tomorrow. Faith is living out today what you will only experience tomorrow. They had not won yet, but they were singing uh, from victory, knowing that they would experience it in God, knowing that they would experience God's hope, God's deliverance, and God's victory. Again, faith is living out today what we will only experience tomorrow because joy comes in the morning. God will always make a way. And as we conclude the songs of the Bible, um, it would be fitting to be able to conclude with a psalm. Like I said, I look forward to another point to be able to teach deeper into this passage, into the whole book of Judges, into Deborah as a leader, uh, and, um, and really all the implications of that, of everything that we read today. But as we're concluding just this series on the songs of the Bible, I want to end with just some reflections on the songbook of the Bible uh, that we find in the Psalms. And so, again, when we're in these seasons of battle after battle, may we be able to sing these songs of confidence and of rest, songs from victory, knowing that we can live out today what we hope for tomorrow, because that's the God that we worship. And one of the ways we can do that is yes, with the song of Deborah, the song of victory, but also with so many other wonderful passages and songs in the Bible that you can hold on to that can give you hope and deliverance in all seasons. You can do that with Psalm 62, verses 1 to 2. In those times when you're in the midst of the battle, you can pause, you can sing, and you can say, truly, my soul finds rest in God. My salvation comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will never be shaken. No matter what may come. Psalm 62, verses 1 to 2. The Psalms and the songs of the Bible that we've been reading throughout this whole month of June, they are songs that both comfort us and also challenge us. They shape us as we connect with the heart and the mind of God. And in fact, that's part of the point of the Bible. And that's why these songs ring so deep in our hearts and in our minds. Because the point of the Bible, the point of knowing God is not just information. The purpose of the Bible is not just inspiration. But the point and the purpose of the Bible, of knowing God, is transformation. And songs have the power to transform us. Songs have the power to touch us almost like nothing else in this life does. Again, in this goal of transformation and part of our goals of 2021, 
are to reach and grow in spiritual maturity. To be spiritually mature people transformed more and more into the new people reflecting the image of Christ. The Bible is the written word of God that serves as a living link between us and God. So as we meditate on the word of God, that word transforms us and makes us new. He gives us new hearts, new minds, new thoughts, new confidence, new identity, new purpose, new creation. So in this rhythm that we do every single Sunday together where we pray, where we praise, and where we listen to God's word through preaching, that's what God is up to. He's making us new. He's refocusing our thinking. You know, because focused thinking is really the skill set it requires to pray or to worry. They both, praying and worrying, require the exact same skill set, which is focused thinking. So when we sing, when we pray, we're refocusing our thinking because refocused thinking leads to renewed living. So singing the songs of the Bible, these songs of hope and deliverance, praying the Psalms and living the Psalms are a way that we can be sustained in all seasons. Because if you're anything like me, you know that life can feel like a roller coaster sometimes, right? Like we talked about last week, one day you wake up confident, the next day you're rock bottom, right? It can feel like that constant tightrope, but the songs of the Bible, the, the Psalms, the, these, these songs of hope and deliverance, they can sustain us in all seasons. Sustaining confidence, sustaining strength, sustaining victory, through times of bondage like, like the people of God did in the Exodus, through times of stuckness, of crisis like the people of God did in the wilderness, going over, over uh, doing the same thing over and over again. In our insecurity, just like Joshua and God's people were feeling before entering into the promised land, that's how they gained confidence through singing these songs and through all of the battles that this life brings. We can sing songs of hope, just like Deborah and Barak did. We can sing songs of deliverance and we can pray. The songs of the Bible are really pointing to the heart of God. Because at the heart of the Bible is the heart of God in, you know, we've studied this before, but in the Psalms, right? And throughout this whole month, we've been refocusing our thinking through the songs of the Bible and through the Psalms as well. And I know for many of us, these past two years and even in this season of rebuilding, I mean, we've gone through and are still navigating and praying through and, and uh, doing all of our best to be wise and mindful of this season of pandemic that we're in. Thankful we're, uh, thankfully, in this part of the world, we're seeing some light at the end of that tunnel and we want to steward that well. But I know for all of us, in addition to navigating that, it's been compounded by other challenges, other battles within your life, within your work, with whatever season you find yourself in. And I know it's been very overwhelming in the midst of, again, what can feel like one battle after another. There's been feelings of uncertainty, of confusion. But in those times of uncertainty, of confusion, of constant battle, 
May we be able to refocus our thinking and hear the songs of the Bible. May we hear the songs that remind us to be still and know that I am God. May we hear the songs that remind us, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, as we conclude this series of teaching on on, uh, the songs of the Bible, again, we would need to, to mention the songbook of the Bible, the Psalms, right? And the person who wrote most of the songs in the Bible were written, actually, by uh, a man, a king in the Bible by the name of David, the psalmist. Now, David was really called that. He's the only one in the whole scripture called a man after God's own heart. He wrote the majority of the psalms, and by that means he wrote the majority of the songs in the Bible. Seventy-three of the psalms were written by David, and the rest were written by other biblical poets or other, other people like that we've just read about here, right? Deborah, Barak, Moses, Joshua, Miriam. Um, they, they all contributed toward that, but the person by far that wrote the most songs of the Bible was King David. And King David, he was not perfect <laughs> by any means, and the, the Bible doesn't try to hide that. In fact, he messed up a lot. But one thing that he did is he held on and he trusted the living God, the living God that would never, ever let go of him. And we've seen that, right? Even throughout the other, the, the, the other singers or songwriters of the Bible, right? With Moses, with Miriam, with Joshua, with Deborah, with Barak. These were imperfect people worshiping and trusting a perfect God, just like us. So when we rise and when we sing, we're exactly like those singers in the Bible, imperfect people worshiping a perfect God. It's his grace that makes a way. It's his grace, his mercy that that, uh, allows us to jump in and sing and invites us to sing along and be part of the chorus as well. David, again, wrote most of the songs of the Bible and by far he didn't have a perfect life. David served as as the second king of the ancient people of Israel that we read about later on in, in the Old Testament. And he experienced many times of hardship, many battles. But one thing he did is that in that hardship, in those battles, he trusted God. He trusted God with a radical, no matter what, kind of faith. That no matter what may happen, I will hold on to the God who will never, ever let go of me. He based his trust, his confidence, his victory on the grace of God. He needed a good and faithful God that would never, ever let go of him. And so that's why David sang in all seasons, in his brokenness and in his joy, because he held on to this no matter what kind of faith. No matter what season I'm in, I will sing. I will sing a new song to the Lord. And in the Psalms and in these songs of the Bible, we see every single human emotion being expressed. Fears, failures, praises, gratitude toward God, 
all of that, we can bring it before him. And God receives that and he shapes us and he makes us new when we just come to him with that boldness, with that honesty, with that confidence. And even in this example of, of, um, of David, in fact, through the Psalms, David really serves as a prayer coach. Through these songs of the Bible, these can also be your prayers as well on how to discover God's presence in the good times and in the bad. In the times of peace and in the times of battle or war or spiritual warfare or emotional challenges, all of that, we can meet God there. He enters into that messiness. The songs of the Bible and and, and the psalms that we're reading together, they're really not just the kind of songs or, or, the, or, or, or the kind of passages that we just simply read once, analyze it, and then put it down. But the songs of the Bible are designed for a lifetime of reading, of reflecting, of singing, of rereading, of re-singing. Because these songs are also prayers, and these prayers are meant to become our own. They are poems, they are prayers, they are praises for people like you and me. People learning to live by God's grace, by God's mercy, by God's wisdom, by God's justice. Learning to just live in the reality of this messy world at times. So in those times when we have no words, those seasons where we only have battle after battle, or one long night after another long night, tears, or confusion, or questions. Remember, friends, brothers, sisters, that we have songs to sing. We have the songs of the Bible. We have the Psalms to comfort us, to challenge us, to give us confidence, to give us hope, to give us deliverance. We can pray them. We can live them out. When we are speechless, the songs that we sing give us words. When we don't know what to say, the psalms can help us enter into God's presence. So again, we've had this opportunity to really reflect on the songs of the Bible um, in Exodus and Numbers and Deuteronomy and Judges and the Psalms. But now I want to be able to end our time in the songs of the Bible by just reflecting on one of my favorite songs of the Bible, one of my favorite psalms, which is found in Psalm 46. And so together, we're just going to read Psalm 46, and this can be your prayer. This can be your song this morning. And then after that, we're going to um, have the worship team just lead us in a special song to just be able to uh, reflect on, to pray on. You can um, do whatever you need to in that time. You can just pray, you can sing, you can stand, you can kneel, you can bow, whatever you need to do. That will be a time for you to just enter into God's presence. But my encouragement is that you take that time to be able to, to trust in the Lord and to ask God to redirect your thinking to let go of the anxiety for victory and experience the peace of worshiping God from victory. So together, let's go ahead and read Psalm 46, beginning at verse 1. 
This can be your prayer. This can be your, your song this morning. Psalm 46, verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Nations are in uproar. Kingdoms fall. He lifts his voice. The earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. And he says, and listen to this and receive this. He says, be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Be still. And know that I am God. A simple prayer, a simple song that you can sing in every season. Again, in this psalm and in the song of Deborah, those are songs of victory calling us to refocus our thinking. And you can ask yourself that during this week. How have these passages, how have these songs that we've reflected on, how are they calling you to refocus your thinking, to renew your life? How can you trust that because of Jesus, we are singing and praying from victory? Because he has the victory. So we're going to take these next few minutes to rest in that victory. Even though we may not feel it just yet or think it just yet. We're going to take time to worship, to sing, and to rest because sometimes that's what the, this life can look like. Battle, then rest, then sing from victory. Remembering that in and through Jesus, we are called to trust, battle at times, rest, and sing these songs of victory. Because in Christ... We sing from victory, not just, we're not just anxious for victory. So may this song be able to just redirect our thinking toward that. Make it your song, make it your prayer today. And yes, take this time for you to be able to pray, to be able to worship, to be able to bow, whatever you need to do. Just take this time today to be with God and enter into his presence.
And before I go ahead and um, begin to sing in this song, this song is called Victory Is Yours. Um, it's never been sang at Imago, and it's a new song as a special. And last night I was asking the Lord, I was like, God, what are you putting in my heart um, with this song? I was up till two in the morning last night um, because I just wanted the Lord. I was like, God, speak to me and tell me what you you are speaking to me tonight so I can share with your brothers and sisters, with my brothers and sisters at church tomorrow. And the Lord gave me this. The song, this song that we're about to sing to myself is assurance of victory every time we face trials and problems with the help of God. The battle belongs to him as we crowd and worship. This song is about our victory in the Lord. He is powerful. He is a chain breaker. He is unfailing. Amen. So as like Pastor Carlos was saying, when it just feels like we just, there isn't a way or we just feel like it's just battle after battle, situation after situation, and we just feel like, God, I can't no more. God is already there meeting us there, and he's already telling us that battle has been won already. Amen? It's been won. It's been defeated. Amen? So this, this morning, I just make this song your declaration. Make this song your prayer this morning and tell the enemy, my battle has already been won. Amen? So, yeah. Here you go, church. Our fight is with weapons unseen. Your enemies crash to their knees as we cry up in worship. When travels leash like a the battle belongs to our God as we cry out in worship. Oh. 
amen, we battle from a place from victory. And we can rest in that. So we're going to just uh, take a time to pray and then we'll close out with one last song and then we will get ready for our fellowship. But the victory is the Lord's. Amen. Let's pray. God, we thank you that we've been able to just rest and reflect this last month, Lord, on just songs of victory, songs of confidence, songs of hope, songs of deliverance, knowing, Lord, that you are with us, you are for us, you are ahead of us, Lord God, leading the way, behind us, protecting us, and alongside us to make sure that we are never, ever alone, God. I pray as your people, Lord, that we would be able to hold on to and practice this no matter what kind of faith, that no matter what, we are holding on to the God who will never, ever let go of us. Thank you, Jesus. And as we close out with this final song of praise, Lord God, would you receive this praise as a sweet aroma, Lord? Thank you that we've been able to just have this time in this month, Lord, to lift up our songs, Lord God. And be with us next month as we lift up our voices, Lord, and hear different voices and testimonies amongst our church community, Lord, about all that you've been doing and all that you will do, Lord. We love you, Lord. We give you all the praise. Receive this for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen.
Can I just get an amen? Amen. Amen. What a joy it is to worship our God. Friends, it's been just wonderful to be able to sing and pray together these songs of victory, these songs from victory. And in case you need to talk or pray with anyone immediately after service, we're here for you. Go ahead and just tap me or one of our leaders or someone on the worship team, and we'd love to be able to just connect and pray with you. And just a couple of reminders, immediately after service, we're going to have our fellowship and pizza fellowship today. It looks like they're all set up out there, and I thought it was just Little Caesars, but it looks like it's something much nicer. So we're thankful to God for that. Um, 